Bonnaby is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. What up, what up, what up, everybody? This is the Spawn Me Podcast, and I'm your host, Khalif Adams. What the deal be? I hope you're all doing well. I hope everybody is chilling. Hope you're all feeling good about yourselves. Hope you're all feeling right about your life. Hope everybody's doing well and have had a wonderful week. I am your host, Khalif Adams. I am back. It has been a little bit of a whirlwind of stuff happening. I've been extremely busy with work. Uh, I was actually down in LA uh, this past week. Uh, going to work and doing some stuff and I'm back in the Chicago area. I'm back in Chicago central back for at least 24 hours before having to go back uh, out and go do some more work. Uh, I'm very excited to be back. It has been a long week. I'm sorry. I missed you all last week when a missed episode missed week. Uh, Cause this has been so busy. It's been amazingly busy uh, and tried to get a show out on the mobile devices and it just wasn't working wasn't doing what it needed to do. Uh, and I'd much rather maybe not have a show go out as opposed to having something that is, you know, not great quality that you don't be, you're, you're going to have a not great time, um, listening to it. So I'd much rather do that, uh, and come back with a dope show, uh, today. So I'm super excited about that again tomorrow. Uh, I'll be on location again, traveling. Um, but I should be able to get in hopefully fingers crossed. Um, hopefully able to get uh, the mobile device going again uh, so we can do some streams uh, for the NFL. We have our NFL stream tomorrow. Uh, Again, we've been doing that for the past couple of weeks. We've been partnering with the NFL uh, and Twitch to be able to get you some of that stuff. So make sure you're checking out twitch.tv slash spawn on me to go check out that content when it drops tomorrow, 5 p.m. PST uh, is when showtime starts uh, kickoff around 525 or so. This week is a, a pretty interesting week. You know, there's been a lot of stuff going on in the space. There's been a lot of conversations around uh, what games have been happening, what games have been going out in the world, all that kind of stuff. Um, lots of things to talk about. I think that there have been um, an interesting amount of, uh, of you know, game conversations happening. Uh, there's been a big amount of, you know, just conversations in general around you know, what has been kind of just like out in the world, uh, not only in the content space and the video game space, but like media in general, Insecure came back out uh, with their final season. So I'm super excited to jump into that. Uh, Dune came out, I finished watching that and that was pretty fantastic. It was really interesting. Um, But yeah, it's been a wild week in terms of just like busyness and cool behind the scenes stuff that'll get shown. A little bit later in the year, uh, we had a we had a very cool uh, opportunity to do something very very fun uh, that I can't talk about yet, but is dropping um, you know later in in the year. Uh, so I was running around doing that stuff too. So um, I hope you all again have had a fantastic and amazing week. This week we're going to talk about a couple of things that have popped up in the news. We're going to be talking specifically about uh, state of play uh, and. Uh, what I've been playing, which has been mostly Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, which has been pretty fantastic to dig into. So without further ado, we're going to get right into it with the 411.
So up first on the 411, uh, we have the PlayStation State of Play. Um, as you can see, if you're watching us on our live broadcast, my feelings about it, it is not the state of play, it's a state of snore. Uh, it was not a great showing from our friends over at PlayStation. I was fairly disappointed in the ways that we wind up seeing that content go out today. Uh, there wasn't a lot of cool stuff to show. Um, and it's and it's really weird, like I would say. Um, you know, of the games that were showed, I think they showed like maybe four or five games within within that whole 20 to 30 minute showcase of content. Uh, you know, I think one of the things that people have been talking about a lot has been, you know, what's the expectation around this piece of content? What is the expectation around how Sony is kind of showing off their games uh, or games that are going to be coming to their platform in these kind of like mini showcases, these kind of snippets that they kind of throw out there in the world. Um, and I'm, and I'll be honest, like, you know, in, in the same week where, Xbox has been talking about this wild initiative, this like Xbox, Xbox 2042 uh, initiative um, that I should have gotten some, some, some B roll for to show during the show tonight. Um, but the Xbox 2042 stuff is extremely forward thinking, super future forward. It's like, again, thinking about 2042, it's another you know 20 years from now in terms of what gaming will look like uh, for all of us. If we're still, able to play games at that point our hands are still working gosh at that point in 2042 another 20 years from now i'll be 60 60 and change uh i'm hopefully going to still be playing games during that amount of time i'm hoping that i'll still be able to hopefully it'll be able to clone myself at that point and be able to have my clone play for me and i'll just be able to download the experiences which would be super dope oh that's what i want um but it was wild because again like i think these um showcases i don't think they do what they're supposed to do for sony i don't think this is what this is supposed to kind of evoke when you think about a playstation uh a uh, uh, five era i don't think this is the stuff that you think about when you're like man i just spent all this money for this device you're gonna show me some of these games that to be fair don't look that great they don't feel like they're new experiences they don't feel like they're genuinely interesting in that in that way um and that that to me feels like you know what are, what are we doing here is this a thing that we're going to be excited for like you know so so a couple of games were you know a, a game i'm not even gonna say a couple of games because it was really one game in the whole thing that i actually thought was in, well two two games that i thought were actually interesting during the whole showcase right so the first one is Deathverse. Um, so Deathverse, uh, it takes place in the Let It Die uh, universe. So Let It Die was a game a couple years ago that came out from Grasshopper, which was this really wild um, uh, take on, uh, you know, like the best thing I can even kind of relate it to is like if you ever remember the Bruce Lee movie uh, where he was having to go up the pagoda to go up every level and fight somebody it was like you know the elevator of doom every time you went to a new level you would find new uh characters to fight new enemies to fight and in each level it would get tougher and tougher and tougher um and in that world you would have a, a a character which you were basically cloned in and you would go in there and if you wind up dying you would go back to your clone 
you know, go back into that fight and then re re enter and, and see how far you can go. It was a roguelike, but in a battle arena kind of uh, uh, situation where the arenas were the levels and you were going up every time. I love that game. I think that that game was a sleeper. I thought it was actually really fantastic, but it just didn't get enough play because it was really obtuse. Like all the systems were really obtuse. It was extremely Japanese in the way that it kind of wanted you to think about the systems that it, that it kind of uh, connected with. And it just didn't feel player friendly for a lot of folks to be able to jump into that game and like start the process of playing it. Um, but I particularly loved it. I thought it was really dope. I was sad that other people didn't get a chance to play it. And a lot of people just kind of let it go. Um, but it was it was not something that I was you know expecting to see any kind of sequels for because it just didn't. I don't think it sold well. So Deathverse is basically a new version of a battle arena game where you're playing as these random characters. There are no rules per per the conversations and and the 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 news that we got out of the team, which is called Super Trick. And Super Trick sounds like uh, Super Trick is a bunch of folks who were at Grasshopper who left, and then they're kind of making a game within that world. Um, they shared some information about it, and I'll read it as follows. It says, set hundreds of years uh, after the events of Let It Die, Deathverse, <laughs> Death, Deathverse, colon, Let It Die, brings players into a world of smash hit reality show Death Jamboree, hosted by the charismatic Brian Zemeckis, with commentary from former champion Queen Bee. The MC's personalities are just as colorful as the bloodstained stages. Um, and while it's known that the Death Jamboree is produced by the enigmatic Yodasuma Broadcasting Company, the show's past is steeped in mystery and led by a cabal of shadowy figures. It's time to master your favorite weapon, captivate fans with show-stopping moves, and gain the admiration of a global audience to become a rising star. So it feels like there's a balance there of like death TV stuff. Um, it also sounds like with the way they're thinking about this, that there's gotta be some version of potential like Twitch integration into this because you're becoming the show star. It would make it would only make sense to figure out ways to connect this to Twitch in a way where you can then become a character and you get a chance to play or something like that, where there's something because the world is also trying to to kill you besides you using your actual powers like there's uh, environmental traps and things like that within it. I'm excited for that because I know it's connected to Let It Die. I think that's going to be pretty cool. The other parts, though, are so all over the place that we just don't know what's going to actually happen when that game um, comes out. Like we just literally just don't know what's going to be potentially happening with happening with that. This feels like a game that's going to be pretty far off. This also feels like a game that's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, which means for a game like this, where you need a substantial player base, this is going to be maybe problematic for that game coming out the box. I don't know what that means in terms of where it's going to go. The graphics don't look that great. They look kind of like PS3, PS, PS4 graphics. It doesn't look that interesting yet in terms of the way they're kind of doing things. Um, and I think just from the kind of like initial look at it, the first glance stuff, like I'm excited for what it could potentially be because I think they do some really wacky stuff over at Grasshopper and now Super Trick being, you know, part people who understand that, that, that um, lineage of, of gameplay. But I just don't know what this thing is going to wind up being. It, there is one other part of this that, that is a little bit interesting. Like they talked about you being able to forge your own weapons. That to me is maybe the potential thing that that makes it even more interesting is the fact that like battle royales are very, very tied to 
you having specific weapons that you just see on the map and you running and kind of grabbing what you can uh, to find out how you can kind of fight your other opponents. This having a mechanic where you're able to uh, go in, forge weapons, and then use those weapons in subsequent matches. That to me is actually pretty interesting from a, from a gaming uh, potential co uh, concept. That could be potentially cool. Um, the other game that I thought was was pretty interesting was uh, what is this cart uh, ride cart something cart rider drift is the name of the game. So I remember the other cart rider game that they had put out some years ago. I love cart rider games. I think that they're super fun. But again, this doesn't feel like anything that's new. It doesn't feel like anything that is um, using the power of this particular machine to be that compelling. Like you could make this game on a PS3 and no one would really know the difference in the way that you're kind of bringing that to the table. Sure, you maybe have like really pretty maps and things like that. Sure, you may have some elements in terms of the dual sense where you're going to be able to, you know, pull the, the, the triggers and feel something different in the way that that stuff works. But for the most part, this doesn't feel like a PS5 game. That's pro and that's a problem, right? Because some of the games that we're going to talk about in a minute, those feel new. Those feel special. Those feel like they are you like you're not spending your money for no reason when getting a when getting a console the problem also for sony right now is that again we've been having this conversation since launch now where you've only really had these spits and spurts of games that feel like they do, like they belong on a next gen console and i think we're at an interesting kind of pivot point where now people are thinking about not the like did i make a mistake buying a ps5 but there, I am sure Sony fans, I'm a Sony fan alongside being an Xbox fan. I'm a, I'm a fan of both consoles. I'm a fan of both companies. I, I'm looking at my PlayStation 5 now and thinking about like, well, when am I going to get those other layers of games that is really going to take advantage for how powerful this machine is? I'm seeing things that are coming down the pipe from, from Microsoft and saying, okay, that feels new. That feels interesting. That feels like you're using some of the horsepower, even if it's a thing that's like cross-generational in the way that it is, or if it's something that's been on both consoles, it still feels like now when I'm thinking about the potential of playing a game and where I'm going to play it and those kind of bits, I'm thinking way more about my Xbox when last generation I thought way more about my PlayStation. Even small things from a UI perspective, from a from a from uh, an operating system perspective, Xbox is constantly putting out information about new things that are coming to the console like even this past week or even it was i think it was uh because we're tuesday uh i'm sorry wednesday even earlier this week there was a conversation about oh uh uh what was it like you'll be able to now you know stream directly from twitch from the uh from the xbox without having to go into the app anymore which was a huge pain in the ass it was not great um to, to, to understand that that was to that, that that was the thing like that was a pain point for anyone who wants to stream from console on an Xbox of like, oh, man, I got to go into the menu. No, I got to open a whole other app to go stream from my console. And then I have to, you know, mess around with all these other things to kind of get there now because they've heard those pain points. Mind you, it's been a long time since they've, they've actually made this happen. 
But now they're talking about that's a, a, an easy thing that you can do now, right? So again, it's like quality of life stuff is having constant revamps of what that means for, you know, Xbox players with Sony stuff. Like they just had that one update and I don't, and it didn't change that much. And it didn't do that much. Like the biggest conversations we've seen on the Sony side has been like, oh, wow. Now you can get, you can put SSDs, extra SSDs into your console. Like that's not, that's not exciting as a person who's thinking about the future of games in this way. Um, I'm actually really excited to think about what, you know, I'm, I'm going to reach out to the Xbox team this week to be like, I want to get somebody on the, on, on spawn on me to talk about this 2042 initiative that you're thinking about, because as a PC player, as a, as a console player, as a person who is a person who loves the technology that we see in the space, I want to know about the future. Even if we're not going to get there anytime soon, you're thinking about it and you're thinking about it in a way that's going to like definitely connect, connect to what I have as an experience. So it's a really interesting space for Sony right now. I, I, I tweeted about this today. I was like, look, I think they need to sunset the state of play. I think they need to shelve it for a minute. They need to revamp it. They need to rethink about what they're trying to share from an informational standpoint. It's not really connecting with the fans. Even their fans now are being like, yo, what the hell are y'all doing? This doesn't feel like it's actually kind of, you know, uh, showcasing our console that we are fanboys and fangirls of and fan and fan everybody of. Can you be you can be a fan non-binary person, a fan, a fan NB of 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 Sony. Like. That's bad for you again, when we've not seen in this cycle already good communication from 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 Sony in terms of like what they're trying to bring to the table. They seem to always be a step behind when it comes to social, when Xbox is killing social right now, they are like killing social media right now. They, 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 Sony has more, I mean, Xbox has more, has more run now in social media based on things that don't even talk about their games anymore. Like think about that from a, from a, just a like uh social media excitement perspective, right? Where you can get one to two news cycles for a fridge, <laughs> for a mini fridge, uh, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like what's ha like, that's a thing. Like there, there are many conversations about their mini fridges are getting more clout and more news cycles than games that are coming out on the PlayStation platform. That was not the case a while ago. Right. I think that's a thing that again, we're thinking about like, not not in a not in a like a console war ish kind of way, but like as a consumer, you want to feel like your console, your gear, is showcasing exactly what it can showcase in a way that makes you feel good about your purchase. PlayStation is not doing that work right now. Microsoft is killing that part of it, part of the game, in a major way. I think they need to slow down. I think they need to stop doing state of plays. I think they need to sunset them for now. They need to wait and see how they're doing that work uh, because it doesn't make sense in the way that they're doing it. It doesn't connect with the team. It doesn't connect with the community and they're not showcasing the good stuff. Uh, the monkey D Willie in our chat says they are reselling the fridge for seven fifty on eBay. Again, like it's a simple thing of like, People don't think the cycle matters, but the cycle matters. And Xbox has been killing the cycle, especially in the year when it's their 20th year. 
for Xbox stuff. So I think, uh, you know, you know, uh, Silent Ninja says, I think it's because nothing big coming out for Sony until February. So I think they're showing us the small games. I think that's fine. And I think, uh, I think a lot of people have already kind of set their expectations for what um, state of plays are going to be. But even if you're going to show smaller games for now, these are not the games that I would show. Like these are just like, I think that they're interesting because they're on that, on your platform. But like, I remember specifically the conversation that happened in the PS3 and PS4 era around PS3 was a place that if you wanted to find really great indie games, you would go to the PlayStation platform to do that. Microsoft has always been a little bit weird about and funky about their indie spaces. I think they've done a fantastic job in the past couple of cycles about having ID at Xbox be a really interesting space for games to kind of live. And now with Game Pass being fully blown out and like really pushing the needle, they have an ability to have a cadence where they're talking about games and pushing those games out all the time. So like there are times now where you can just be like everything that you've thought about a game, you're like, two things come up to mind now at this point one a release date and two is it going to be on game pass they have nailed that 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 messaging over the past year and a half maybe over the past two and now they had something where you can i think you can use uh they're going to be doing um instant resume on 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 pc now i need to go look for that story because that that actually is like one of the more interesting stories of thing that's, things that are going to happen. Um, instant uh, uh, PlayStation. I'll find it. Um, and I'll find it and, I'll, and we'll talk about it. If we don't talk about it on this show, we'll, episode, we'll talk about it on the next episode. Because I want to actually bring people on to talk about that. So I'll I'll be poking the Xbox team. I know they listen to the show. I'll be poking the folks on the Xbox team to see if we can you know have people come on about those things. Because again, I think those things are really interesting. You know what I mean? Again, talking about that conversation around the ecosystem is, is going to be the next layer of all of this stuff. Um, I was a little bit late because, again, we missed our episode last week. Um, but I do want to talk about the Halo campaign uh, stuff. I think, you know, the 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 elephant in the room about what was going to be happening next in terms of the Halo series. Again, we have talked about the Halo flights a bunch on the show uh, already because they've just been dope. Like, they have changed the way I was thinking about that game and what it was going to be and how it was going to wind up going. Um, But the big elephant in the room, because a lot of conversations were about, you know, is co-op going to be there at launch? Is co-op not going to be there at launch? They have, they've said, you know, for a while now, co-op is not going to be at launch, but we had Craig, you know, Craig was the thing for the, for, for a while where we were like, Craig didn't look good. I don't know if the flight and the campaign is going to actually be the thing that I want now. Uh, because it didn't look good and it, it, you know, wasn't, it wasn't really in a good shape. They did an overview of what the campaign is going to look like with a little bit of story stuff in there. And they are on it. Three, four, three. I don't think anybody now is really worried about if halo infinite is going to be good. I don't, I don't really think people are worried about that now. Um, I think it, I think the biggest question now, or not, not question, but I think the, the like bummer, if there is one, is that you just won't get that co-op experience right at launch. But I do think that, you know, if that is the sticking point for you where you're like, I'm going to wait, I think that's also a mistake. Like, 
you're going to get that joint spoiled for you so hard if you don't play it already and then just wait to go play it in uh, when the when the campaign comes out. Like I know people who are like, I'm not playing it until I get to play with my friends and co-op. You're going to be mad. <laughs> you're going to be so mad when people spoil that joint for you and you're going to be like, yo, what the hell? I shouldn't I should have just not I should just played it because um, it's not going to be a thing that people are going to wait for. I'm not going to wait to go play that joint with friends. Not even because of like, I'm going to cover it and things like that. It's because that thing deserves to get played as fast as I possibly can. So I can have that experience in my belt and then I can like really dig into multiplayer and not have to think about it. Um, so that part I am really excited about. There were a couple of things in the actual campaign uh, trailer that I thought were, were really interesting. Um, one graphically, again, we're at a much better clip than we were before. I think it looks really, really good. Um, you know, people were worried about that from a visual standpoint. So I think they've nailed that part so far. Um, people who are like, the game looks generic. Halo was always kind of look generic. That's never been a thing that's not going to change. Um, we already know the guns are going to shoot well because we played the flight. So that's the thing that we already know is going to be fantastic and good. They did show a little bit of the map, which is bigger than I thought it was going to be, which is also a good thing to note. Uh, the other part that I think is actually the most interesting layer of it was they showcase some of the bosses in the game. And I did see like health bars. Like that wasn't a thing that I was expecting to see. I was like, Oh, wait a minute. I'm going to fight that thing. And it's going to actually have a health bar. That's not a thing that you really see in a halo game. Uh, at least from my recollection, that's not a thing that I remember ever really seeing and being like, Oh, that thing had a health bar. And let me see if I, if I can kill it. Um, which means that like the boss battles are going to potentially be more involved than they, than they were before, uh, which I think is actually really awesome. I think that that's, that's going to be cool for everybody who's going to, you know, have those experiences and go through those games and go through that process of doing that stuff. That to me is actually like pretty dope. Like I am, I am actually kind of really excited about what that means um, from a game stand, a a game, uh, a game perspective. Like, I think that's going to be, pretty dope um to have that in the mix again so they again they showed some 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 uh uh armor crafting not armor crafting but armor uh abilities you know you being able to kind of slide around and and run around and you know the grappling hook definitely got a a lot of love in the in the trailer which i think is the the coolest part of the you know kind of new kit that you wind up having uh but it, it is going to be very very interesting to see where all of it lands in terms of the you know do people still feel super, super disappointed in the fact that they weren't able to get, you know, that game with co-op go through the whole thing. It also makes me think about like, how does the, you know, the fact that there's a kind of semi open world happen with other, um, with other objectives around the world. Like, do you, you know, if you're playing in co-op, do you have shared objectives? Is it a thing where like, I can go on one side of the map, my, my, my co uh, my, my, my co-player will go in another part of the map. And like, if we have a shared uh, objective, if I go do the objective, they get credit for it. Is that a thing? Or do we have to do those things together? Um, I still haven't heard how they're going to kind of tackle the, that part of it. I am interested to hear from the three, four, three team of like how co-op stuff is going to work once they get there. Um, cause I think that that's going to be what is the, you know, kind of crux of how good this thing is going to wind up being from that perspective. Um, Chief looks good. I thought the trailer was kind of funny because it was very much like Chief saying one word 
with the one, hey, I have a gun. I'm like, okay, cool. You have a gun. That's awesome. Uh, I was like, not like I didn't know that already, but that's good that you remembered that you had a gun. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> but I, I am, again, way more excited at the fact that Halo is really coming through on this. It feels like they have understood their mission and they are doing it in a way that makes a lot of sense. And it just makes sense for them to nail it in the way that they're going to. I think if they can continue to, you know, dribble out some more information about, you know, what they're going to do with, uh, you know, multiplayer and esports and all those other layers of the game, then they're going to have something that's like really brilliant. Like, I think they're going to nail exactly what they're trying to nail in a way that is, that is like going to be super cool. Like, I think that is going to be real dope once they get a chance to kind of like actually share even more information. Like I still have my, my halo, uh, 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 Xbox series X on, on, on order. I'm waiting for that to come in. That'll come in next month, you know, with the controller and stuff. Like there's going to be so many cool things are going to be happening with it being the halo, uh, with it being the Xbox 20th anniversary, halo making its return. So many other layers of the Xbox uh, ecosystem. We're kind of really just ramping up and getting on board and getting and coming on online. Like it is really a good time to be an Xbox fan, like in a real way, it is a smart time to be an Xbox, Xbox fan. Um, it just makes me also just like really excited to see what's going to happen in next year. Cause next year is going to be a wild year, especially February uh, already. <laughs> like October was madness. February is going to be madness. So I'm just like, my God, I don't know what's going to happen during that part of the year. Uh, it's going to be pretty damn nuts uh, during that part of where everything is going to gonna go. Um, so we'll see. Like, I think that that's going to be real cool. It's going to be real interesting to see where that lands. Uh, and then we'll see uh, if, if we get some some surprises out of Sony. Like I'm, I'm again, I'm hoping that they pull some stuff out and they showcase, you know, some goodies and, and, and get us really excited about stuff um, in a way that is not um, happening right now. They have good stuff. I know they have good stuff coming. We saw Ragnarok. We saw some other things that are in the mix. Uh, they need some stuff that's smaller or a little bit more interesting to kind of fill the gaps before, before those big things come or and they, and they kind of need to do some stuff on the, operating system side too that's like give me something that's that's exciting like i think the last thing that they did was they were like you don't have to like send your screenshots to another account to get it onto your phone to make it happen uh which which for me is is really you know great because i like to share screenshots of stuff from photo modes and things like that and screenshots once i'm finished playing the thing but like for the most part they're not really showing any new stuff. They need to show new stuff to make everybody even more excited about the prospect of what's happening on their platform. Um, I'm going to take about a two minute break uh, to go grab some water. I've been running at 50,000 miles a minute. Um, let's go take a quick break, uh, grab some water, go grab some pasteles and, and some coqui. And then we'll be right back after this. Hey, Bricago, Merrick Kay here from Fanbyte. Did you know that Spot On Me is a part of the Fanbyte Podcast Network? 
we produce a ton of other great shows like Channel F, a podcast where we talk about the games we're playing. Can I just say yeah. how much I would love for there to be a Hitman game that's just about making people experience embarrassing social faux pas, trying to like prank people and make it seem like they had farted or like tripped on something? <laughs> that would be like very good. Dig up weird finds at thrift stores. So the uh, listing says okay. Bung Doctor V64. <laughs> and take your questions about the best jokers. Labars Martin asks, what's the best or coolest weapon ever given to a mech? Gundam Fusion Rebake has a really good- oh, wait, give, me, sorry? give me that one more time. Gundam Fusion Rebake. Yo, I heard you. <laughs> Gundam Fusion. <laughs> I personally guarantee that listening to Channel F will make you a better, smarter, more powerful version of yourself. So go to fanbuy.com slash podcasts or search for Channel F on your podcast app of choice today. Improvement not guaranteed. Listening to Channel F may cost you amplification. Welcome back to the Spawn on Me podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. What the deal be? I hope you're all doing well. If you missed the first part of our show, you missed a great conversation around state of play, PlayStation state of play. Uh, and you missed a really good conversation about all the things that Xbox is doing as well with Halo Infinite and the dope stuff that they have coming through on their platform. Uh, we have one more segment for this show, for this episode, episode 411, which is the information you need to get your stuff up to speed. So I'm gonna say that real quick. I don't need to put that on a shirt. That was good. That was good. Um, I really only been playing one thing uh, and I haven't finished it yet and I'm still playing through it because I haven't been home and a whole bunch of other stuff, which is Guardians of the Galaxy from our wonderful friends over at IDOS Montreal. Um, it is, it is, you know, a lot of reviews have already come out now and they've been praising it and they've been talking about how good it is. And I would have to say, I absolutely agree. I have been actually really impressed with what this game has been able to do for something that I did not expect to be that good. I did not expect this game to be great. And especially because, you know, there's a, a couple of things that made me feel like, eh, I don't know if it's going to be that awesome from it doesn't look that great or, you know, it really kind of just you know, focuses around Star-Lord. It doesn't really give you a lot of, like you have so many cool characters that you can potentially be and it really only focuses on this, on this like blonde white dude. Um, I was totally missed. I was totally wrong about a lot of that stuff. Absolutely wrong about it. That game is fire. I think that game is great. I think that game is actually probably one of the better games that has come out in this year. Um, not only because of the kind of graphical fidelity that they kind of gotten themselves to, not only for the nostalgia bits they run through, which are really, really good, especially if you love rock music and things like that. Um, it really plays into that extremely well, uh, knowing how Star-Lord loves to have his, uh, his, his tape deck with him uh, and gets himself hyped up with all those kind of classic tracks. What it does really well is one, dialogue is very, very good. Dialogue between characters, between Groot and Gamora and everybody else is extremely good. Like you're having all of this, like interesting kind of funny banter in a way that feels like you didn't expect that also to be in here. Like the writing is extremely good from the team over at Square Enix. They did a great job of running through and really encapsulating the energy that you get from each one of these characters. Um, it did make me like the one small thing that I would say 
that I don't know if I actually really like, and it's probably just because the character is that character, is that, yes, I understand I am Groot not, says nothing, but I am Groot. But like, that wears on you. <laughs> like, that's a, it's a small thing. It actually wears on you in a really interesting way. I'm just like, shut the hell up, Groot. Like, yo, I don't care about you saying I am Groot. I know there's different inflections. I know all that stuff is in there. Shut the fuck up, Groot. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't care about you saying that stuff anymore. I just don't care. Like, I wish I did, but I don't. Like, I get it. It's a tree. You know, I get it. But like, shut the fuck up. I don't care. Uh, it is It is still <clears throat> very, very good in terms of the way that they have made the camaraderie between the, the characters. They, they definitely feel like they are true to um, you know, their, their, their on-screen counterparts. It feels like the combat is actually really, really dope too. Um, I, I was surprised at how fun the combat was because the way that the, uh, the connectedness between each character uh, kind of works, like those things play into that, into that process extremely well. Like they just nail the, like, oh, the combo factor of like, oh, I'm going to get Star-Lord to start shooting a thing. I'm gonna, then going to get Rocket Raccoon to shoot some kind of explosive to get high damage. And then I'll get Groot to do uh, a, a move where they capture the enemies on the ground and hold them in a spot so that Gamora can do a high a high damage uh, move. Or we get you know Drax to go run in and do some, some, some high damage too. It just works really well. Like... It is this interesting kind of like almost XCOM-esque kind of thing in first person or third person where you're like, I can see the battle. I can understand what I need that character to do. Once you start to move in that direction, how do we get these other characters to kind of like balance all the things out? And it just works really well. Like, I think, you know, I have to continue to finish it. I need to run through the rest of it and play more of it. But like, even in the first couple of hours that I've been you know, engaging with it, it has just felt really good. I'm very surprised at how 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 much I want to go back in and play this thing, and unlock new stuff and unlock uh, costumes and, and and all those kinds of things because, you know, I'm not a big fan of the Marvel universe. I do think the Guardians movies are some of the better movies within that universe, and seeing that they have a proper game that goes along with that in that IP. Bravo to, 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 to Idos and bravo to Square Enix. I think they nailed this in a, in a really good way. Um, and yeah, I think this is a thing that I, I wish that there was a layer where you could bring in co-op friends in the way that you could, that you wanted to in Avengers. Um, Avengers feels like this should have been that game. And, uh, you know, there were conversations that this was supposed to be that game at some point. Um, Arise to Serve says, is the story good? I'm enjoying the story so far. Um, I think it's really interesting. I wish that there are more humanoid things that you fight. You fight a lot of monsters and beasts, uh, which I thought was interesting. But I think you get a lot of story um, in the interactions that you have with the other characters. I do think that there is a layer of the, like, how do you get lore by scanning the world that doesn't feel good? Like, that part just feels stupid. Like, I don't think it feels good. Um, it doesn't really add anything in a real way where you're just like, well, I'm not getting anything by scanning this stuff. Like I'm not getting materials. I'm not getting new weapons. I'm not really getting new skins because I'm, I'm, I'm scanning that stuff unless I'm missing something or I'm just not far enough in the game where that becomes a thing. Um, but the game itself from the like base standpoint just feels really damn good. I've been very, very impressed with it. 
Um, and I intend to finish it and play more of it and then have another conversation about it. I'll maybe even do a actual video review of it. I'll probably do a review on the show, uh, but that's so far all the stuff that I got so far. You know, if we do a review, it'll be mostly about the kind of like story beats and where that stuff kind of landed um, in that space. Um, before we get up out of here, I do want to talk about a couple of things that I am actually really excited about. Um, one, I'm excited about Darkest Dungeon 2. I knew that that uh, has started to come out um, and it's in early access. I've been a huge Darkest Dungeon fan, uh, so I've been really hyped about that. Um, I think there's some some other stuff that's going to be popping up really soon that I haven't had a chance to dig into or play. Uh, I'm trying to think of them, but I'm just I'm just blanking right now. Uh, but Darkest Dungeon 2 right now, I know is specifically a thing that I am very, very excited about playing. Like that has been a thing that not only people have talked about being really good, but it is a thing that just like feels like my jam. Like I love the first one. I'm excited for the second one to, to potentially be a thing. Um, uh, a couple of quick notes. Uh, we'll be doing a a really dope ad with the folks from Manscaped uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, they have asked a like a barrier, not a barrier. That's not that's not the right word that I want to use. They've said that they want to do more stuff with us uh, after this initial um, uh, activation. Um, and if we can get 10 Bricago residents to, to, to purchase something from our ads with our links and all that kind of stuff, then we'll get a chance to do more work with them. So I'm, I'm asking early before we start to do some of that work with them. Think about that. If you need to, you know, to clean up your nuts, uh, <laughs> make your nuts not smell bad, then, you know, we're going to have some cool stuff for you uh, in the next couple of weeks <laughs> about uh, rocking with Manscaped. It's going to be a lot of fun, actually. I like I actually really do like doing ads with them and doing spots with them. They're really fun as a brand um, to work with. Uh, and, and we'll be asking, you know, for some help from Bricago to, to, to maybe get us over that hump, uh, to get into that space, uh, to be able to do that kind of stuff. Uh, so I have some ideas of things I want to do for the, for those spots. So, you know, Bricago remember that in the next couple of weeks for sure. Um, anything else again, uh, tomorrow, uh, I'm going to be traveling for most of the day. Uh, but I will be on location, uh, getting in our NFL stream. So again, we've been doing. Um, our pick them streams with them, uh, use the, using the extension for the BSN, the Chicago sports network. Uh, so we're going to have that going again for this week. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully no weird technical issues. I'm going to be playing around with the, the mobile gear kit, uh, right after the show, uh, to make sure all those things are working and then seeing if I can get all those things together for, for that show. Uh, and I think, uh, besides that. Nothing else is really happening this week, but I think potentially next week, um, I did reach out on Twitter to one of my favorite hip hop artists in Fonte of little brother, uh, about being on the show. And it sounded like he was down to be on the show. Um, now it's just a matter of getting to his people, uh, and seeing if we can lock that in to, to get, to get Fonte on the show. Uh, so if you, if you are, t if you know Fonte on Twitter and you followed Fonte on Twitter, like, please tweet at him and be like, Hey, <clears throat> Hey, we heard that you might want to be on Spawn and me. We'd love to see it because um, that would be a fantastic thing. I'm dying to get him on the show. I think he's brilliant and he, I think he has a lot of fun stories and stuff and he games. I think it would be really dope to talk to him about what he's been playing and, and all the stuff that he's been digging into uh, as, as one of my favorite, you know, top 20 hip hop artists on the planet. Uh, so work. 
we're going to get up out of here for episode 411. Again, thank you for rocking with us this week. Again, thank you for being so patient with us not having a show last week. So please go back into the archives. Check out some of our dope stuff there. Uh, this episode will be going up on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash spawn on me. Uh, so we're going to be trying to get up more episodes on there. I've been thinking a lot about splitting out some of these shows into more clips and then putting those up. So not having the full show, but having the segments up. Uh, so we can get those together and, and kind of push out more content in that way. Uh, it's just been busy. It's just been hard to get up stuff and, and make those things happen. So, uh, you know, thank you all for continuing to rock and sharing the show and being excited about things that are coming down the pipeline. So much love to you all again. Thank you for being here this week and every week. Uh, we'll see you very, very soon. We'll see you Thursday tomorrow. Uh, if you're listening to the live show. Friday, if you listen to the show when it goes up on all the podcast networks, you missed it. I mean, you missed the show. You should be ashamed of yourself. I'm not looking at you with puppy eyes right now, but you know what I'm talking about. All right, y'all. We want to get up out of here. Much love to you all. We'll see you all very, very soon. We'll be back next week with our live show here on Twitch on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. PST. Uh, and until then, we see you take care of yourselves. Wash your hands, wash your butt. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. And Paris can't cook. Peace.